This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. This is a daily podcast, so if you'd like to check in Monday through Friday, we'll just do a 15 to 25 minute, depending on the day, if we have an interview. If we're talking to somebody else, it usually goes a little bit longer. Otherwise, it's usually around 15 minutes where we discuss the Cleveland baseball team and what's going on with them. So this is the first time that we kind of have games to review in our podcast, and that's pretty exciting. So last time we had a chance to talk a little bit about opening day. After that, the uh, Guardians lost a game one to nothing. Super frustrating game, but Zach Plesak pitched really well. Actually, everyone pitched well. Class A got hit a little bit, um, but you know they started off with a runner on second, so it's kind of hard to say how he would have managed that altogether. But overall, a good performance by the pitching staff. Just couldn't get much hitting except from Stephen Kwan. Kwan, of course, being the story of the weekend, hitting on base 12 out of 14 times that he went up to the plate. Jeremy Frank, MLB at MLB Random Stats on Twitter, set, uh, pointed out that Stephen Kwan is the first player in the American League history to reach base safely more than 10 times in his first three career games. And no NL player has done this since 1901, uh, but he doesn't have the NL game log data pre-1901. So pretty incredible stats there for Stephen Kwan. And if you're on Cleveland Baseball Twitter, if you're in Cleveland Baseball social media, you know that Stephen Kwan is taking that world by storm. He's so much fun to watch in that so far he's seen 58 pitches and hasn't swung and missed once. He's able to take walks, and yet he also can get the ball and put the ball in play, go the other way, hammer the ball, get some decent exit velocity out there too. He just looks really good. And it was exciting to see him get a starting spot and move up to number two in the order in game two. I was skeptical of whether the Guardians were going to give him a full-time run because Stephen Kwan had said that Terry Francona said, hey, we're not going to be a regular starter, but something has happened to change Terry Francona's mind, and certainly this last weekend helped with that too, where it seems like Stephen Kwan's going to be in the outfield every day, batting second, except, of course, for the occasional day off. But he's really responded well to that, and it's been fun to see. Not much happened otherwise offensively in that uh, second game, obviously losing one to nothing. Jose seemed off. There was a pitch where he was up in the count 3-0, and and then he popped one out that was um, up and in on him. And some people were like, why would he swing at that? Well, if it was just a couple inches lower, he probably would have hit it out. Um, he definitely has a lot of power on the inside half of the plate. So I wasn't too upset about that. I think he had the right idea, just didn't quite execute. The guy who looks really lost right now is Fran Mil Reyes. 
They were pointing that out over and over on the broadcast. He kind of gets that way. It gets streaky. He probably needs a day off to just kind of reset and get things going. Again, for Fran Mail, it just really means he needs to stay off the breaking ball low. He starts swinging at that low breaking ball, and then he starts going outside the zone. And he just doesn't seem like he knows where he's at right now. But he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He goes through these streaks. Hopefully when he gets on a hot streak, uh, Chris Valleca, the new Guardians hitting coach, can help him stick with that hot streak. That'll be a key for him. But after losing one nothing, the Guardians really responded on Sunday. And they scored 17 runs and won 17-3. It was a great game for almost everybody. Grandma Reyes didn't have a good game. <laughs> he got a uh, pop-up that dropped, um, but beyond that, didn't really do too much. And Brian Lavastida went 0 for 4, but he did take a walk in his first start, his Major League debut for the Guardians. But everyone else put up, you know, hits, multiple hits all over the board. Um, Stephen Kwan, amazing. Jose Ramirez fell a triple short of the cycle. Um, one of my favorite moments in the game was the Royals came way inside on Kwan. Pretty obviously, the Royals saying, let's shake him out of his toehold. Let's get him thinking about things a little differently. Not saying they meant to hit him, but they definitely meant to throw inside and weren't particularly concerned whether or not they hit him. Um, and they did hit him on the knee, and he went to first. But then Jose responded with the Guardians dugout chirping at the Royals. Jose responded by hitting a homer. And that's how the Guardians respond when they get hit. You'll, you'll never see, really, the Guardians hit other players unless one of their pitchers goes rogue and does it but tito doesn't do that he doesn't tell guys to hit other people the way they respond is by hitting these homers and making pitchers pay for putting guys on base so that was fun to see and fun to see the team identity emerging there a good start from cal quantrell just excited to continue to see him he struggled a little bit with command here and there but that's kind of expected early in the season after quantrell we got to see eli morgan and that was perhaps for me the most exciting part of the day. Um, Stephen Kwan, of course, is exciting. It's fun to watch him hit. It's amazing to kind of see him be able to put everything that he was doing in the minors into the majors. That 800 OPS that he put up in the minors. Well, now he's a thousand OPS in the in the uh, major leagues. I mean, he's just all over the place. Um, but Eli Morgan, most excitingly for me. Uh, last year, his fastball was averaging about 90 miles an hour, and yesterday it averaged 92.2 miles per hour. Gaining an extra 2 miles an hour on that fastball with his changeup, the separation between the two being like 17 miles an hour, that's going to be a big deal. And it kind of helps me understand a little bit why the Guardians didn't go out and acquire a veteran starting pitcher. I didn't feel real great about their immediate backup for their starting pitcher as far as um, what we've seen in the majors. So I was kind of uh, a little skeptical about that. But the fact is that they knew that Morgan had, was gaining some velocity on his fastball and had some confidence in his ability to develop. That definitely lengthens the depth of their rotation. And he looked like somebody that you can be looking forward to seeing pitch um, in a starting role if need be. Now, hopefully every all the starters stay healthy, but pretty unlikely that'll happen. At least somebody will probably need to take a day off here and there, a week off, go on the 10-day, 15-day IL. That'll happen. 
and uh, hopefully everybody stays away from serious injuries for sure, but it's good to know that Morgan's behind there and ready to come in. Um, also got to see Nick Sandlin this weekend, who looked good. So the bullpen's looking solid, and of course Kansas City's not a real great hitting team, so we'll see how things develop from the future, and hopefully they can get James Karinchek back. Um, Eniel De Los Santos is still hitting, uh, pitching well in the minors, so hopefully he'll get a chance. So feeling pretty good about the pitching right now. And of course yesterday, hard to feel bad about the hitting when everyone is doing everything they can. Ahmed Rosario had a great hustle single to score a run. And um, just, I enjoy seeing Ahmed and how much he hustles. It's just so hard to figure out where he needs to be on the field. And I'm fine with him continuing to try at left field. I think he'll probably figure that out more and more. But you got to be able to play Quan and right. Austin Mercado hit a grand slam yesterday, which was exciting. Um, he is definitely somebody that I'm fine to see hit against left-handed pitching. Just skeptical whether he can be a full-time outfielder, but he may get a little bit more of a run. Uh, yesterday, Owen Miller looked great. Just would love to see Owen Miller get more time at first base. Less time for Bobby Bradley, more time for Owen Miller. Let him show what he's capable of. You know, with Owen Miller, Stephen Kwan, Ahmed Rosario, and Jose Ramirez in the lineup, very unlikely that your team's going to get no hit. You know, they might get shut out here and there, you know, if Jose has a day off, a bad day. But mostly they're not going to get no hit because those guys make a lot of contact. They don't tend to strike out um, as much as other guys. So that's, that's fun to see, and that's a good thing we'll be able to avoid. Notice in the minors, and I'm not going to go through... Like everything is happening in the minors, but notice that uh, Gabriel Arias and Josh Naylor are both hitting very well for Columbus, both getting on base all the time, both, you know, showing their power and their capability. Seems like May, May comes around and Gabriel Arias is still doing what he's doing. You got to find a way to get him up playing shortstop or second base. The disappointing thing about this weekend for me was to see Andres Jimenez not really doing much so far. I still believe a lot in Jimenez, so just would like to see him kind of turn things around and continue to get chances to play. It looks like right now it's going to have to be at second base, maybe at the expense of Yu Chang. Just doesn't seem like Chang has a great spot on this team, especially because that utility infield spot, it's hard to go away from Ernie Clement there because Clement also gets the bat on the ball. He's not a particularly great hitter. He's not the kind of hitter that you're going to expect to be a starter every day, but he is the kind of hitter that will put the ball in play, and he's an amazing fielder at practically anywhere that he goes. Maybe a little shaky at shortstop, but third base and second base, he's looked amazing, and he can probably play outfield. So I, I just wonder how long they'll go with Yu Chang and Bobby Bradley. Not that I don't love Yu Chang and Bobby Bradley. They're just great guys and players, but I just kind of wonder on this team how that's going to look long term. So those are some things to think about from this past weekend. And just want to remind you that the purpose behind this podcast is to be a place for Guardians fans to gather. I want to try to provide you resources to connect with other Guardians podcasts. So we'll be doing that, talking about some podcasts that you can check in with and Guardians websites. But I also want to talk to you fans. So if you're listening to the podcast today and you'd like to talk to me about your Cleveland baseball experience, tell me about how you became a Cleveland baseball fan, tell me about some of your Cleveland, favorite Cleveland baseball memories, and tell me what you're most looking forward to in the coming season. 
which is probably seeing Stephen Kwan win AL Rookie of the Year and MVP at this point. Um, I would love to be able to talk to you. We always have good conversations. You can go back through if this is your first time listening to the podcast or newer to it. Go back through and listen to some of the conversations we've had with fans in the past. Some of our good friends of the pod we've made through these conversations with 216 Baseball Pod with Alex and Paul with uh, Guardians of the Future and Guardians of the Land podcast with Mel and uh, with uh, uh, Willie Hood from Official Guardians Baseball Insider. We've talked to them and so many others that don't have any connection except they're on Twitter with the Guardians or they're just a friend of mine with the Guardians. We talked to Captain Kurt from Lake County Captains. So we'd love to talk to you, whatever your story is, and hear about how you became a Cleveland baseball fan and what you're excited about in this coming year. There's going to be ups and downs in this coming year, and obviously yesterday was a big up, and the other two days were kind of big downs. Everybody's wondering, oh, hey, is this team ever going to hit? What's wrong? And that's what's going to happen if Jose and Fran Miller are struggling. There are going to be times that the lineup's not going to look very good, but hopefully they're continuing to be aggressive in letting these young players develop and show what they're capable of and you know, continue to give it bats to Stephen Kwan, of course, and Owen Miller and uh, Gabriel Arias, and let these guys show what they're capable of, let them guys continue to develop, get Josh Naylor up here for the home opener, and let him start in right field and then move to first base. Just would love to see him move to first base. But, you know, in the meantime, get Owen Miller time there. Continue to be aggressive in letting these young players play and show what they're capable of, and it'll be an exciting year. I don't believe that this team's going to make the playoffs, but it's too early to tell, right? I mean, we're just developing and seeing what this team's like and what they're like in their division and what other teams are like. The Guardians are putting something exciting together for the future, and they kind of made that clear this weekend as they extended Miles Straw. They bought out his arbitration years and then got a couple of other team options on him. So that was a good deal for them, a good deal for Miles Straw, and it illustrates that the team really thinks a lot of his capabilities Straw, I should have mentioned, is also somebody who doesn't strike out much, so he's going to be a good piece of trying to make sure you don't get no hit as well. Uh, having those kind of contact guys, top of the order, Straw, Quan, and Ramirez, that is tough for hitters to get through, and they're going to make guys throw a lot of pitches, which is great. And more likely than not, more often than not, one of those guys is going to get on base at least as you go through those three. So that's pretty exciting for the team. And Stephen Kwan is just the first taste of the next wave of hitters that's coming through this organization. The guys that have been developed by the organization, the guys that they've traded for and started to develop, you're going to start to see more of this come on. And a lot of these guys have the kind of contact ability that Kwan has and some of them have a little bit more of the power that you're kind of looking for. Arias is an example of a guy who's got some pop. So it'll be exciting to add those people to the mix, continue to watch. And, you know, if you're done watching a game or if the team has a day off, check in on the Columbus Clippers and Akron Rubber Ducks and the uh, Lake County Captains and Lynchburg Hillcats. You can just take a look and take and see what's going on, research them, look for their scores on Google, and you can see the players that you kind of hear talked about in prospect lists, guys like Daniel Espino and Gavin Williams having great starts this week. And look forward to what's to come for this team as well as what's on the field right now. Thanks for listening, and please feel free to contact me if you'd like to do a fan interview. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't 
forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.